0: Everybody and welcome to another episode of Uncharted Era with CK61938, your host here. I don't know, I'm trying to jazz it up a bit, I suppose. I don't know what I'm doing, so please ignore me. No, really don't ignore me, but I have no idea what I'm doing, so <laughs> there we go. Um, how's everybody's week been? What have you been up to? What's, how's it been? Is, are you looking after yourself? Are you? Checking in with yourself and your mental health and uh, checking in on anybody else that you believe may be struggling um, with everything that's going on in the world right now, um, lockdown, um, Trump and what's been going on over in America has just baffled a lot of people. and so many people did predict that something like this was going to happen in terms of what Trump is doing and um, yeah, others didn't believe it and there's a whole load of backtracking and other bits and pieces going on Um, I'm not going to go into it on here because you know, here I like to talk about comic books TV shows, movies and such Um, but I don't mind throwing in a bit of real life stuff as well but the way that the world is going at the moment um you know, Biden and Harris are due to be inaugur- inaugurated next Wednesday. Um, Washington D.C. has pretty much been locked down. Uh, the National Guard are on are on site. Um, so, yeah, they are <laughs> thankfully taking this this stuff seriously because what happened at the at the Capitol in Washington D.C. on the 6th of January, um, yeah, unforeseen, but not that it was unforeseen, but it was, it was planned. Um, it has later been emerged that various members of Congress, um, who work at the Capitol, were actually seen, um, giving some of these in- insurrectionists um, tours of the Capitol, showing them where certain offices were and places like that. And it's just like, how? What? You work for the people. And this is what you do to repay that work. This is what you do to repay being hired as as a member of Congress, as a member of the state, member of the Senate, you know, as a president of the United States. This is how you repay them. It's it's unbelievable. So, yeah, so, so like I say, the world watched and could not believe what, what we were seeing. Um, so, yeah, Trump has now been impeached <laughs> for the second time. So he is the only president the first president to have been impeached twice and has only had one term as well to be impeached twice during his only term as president um mcconnell mitch mcconnell who is the senate majority leader who has not been doing his job properly as well um he has said that he won't be um you know, moving forward with the uh, impeachment trial until after Biden has been inaugurated. So um, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, Trump's family are already starting to feel the ground swallow them up now. The ground is starting to open up for them. Um, A lot of their dirty dealings are starting to be revealed as well. Um, So, yeah, it's... (laughs) It's uh, it's interesting what's what's unraveling in in the world out in in America even um, but uh, yeah so like I say I hope a lot of you are doing the best you can to keep hope keep up hope because Biden has announced a humongous one point nine trillion dollar relief fund to help everybody that is going through hardships with the pandemic, with lockdown, um, COVID, you know, trying to roll out the vaccine as quickly as possible as well, Um, you know, give relief funds to people who are suffering businesses, small businesses in particular, and businesses of colour, you know, whether you're black or Latino, um, if your business has been suffering, Biden has got a relief fund ready for you. Um, For those of you who have been outside of work and not been working um either been furloughed or unemployed there's money going to be coming in as well you know to this two thousand dollar um stimulus that everybody should be getting that they should have been getting since the pandemics began um but obviously trump just hasn't bothered doing that the every a lot of some people got a 1200 hundred dollar check last year in april or something like that and they haven't seen anything since then there was talk of giving them just six hundred dollars this year it's like is that, is that it so now biden and harris are basically saying we're formulating a plan here's the relief fund this is what you're going to get and as soon as they've been inaugurated that's pretty much going to be their first plot their first step is to get that money out there get everybody back on an even keel um get get society back up and running and, um, you know, they want to, they've got a, they're, they're planning a 100-day mask mandate where they're basically telling people to, wherever you go, wear your mask, you know, um, if it's for, for, for the next 100 days, because that's the time that they hope is enough to roll out the vaccine to as many people as possible. And it also means that people can get back to doing what they need to do, you know, in terms of normality, in some sort of sense, um being able to go out shopping being able to go to restaurants and bars but at the same time keep your distance social distance where you can wear your mask where you can all we're asking is that you just follow these guides follow these rules for a little bit longer let the vaccine roll out and just yeah just look after everybody just look after yourselves and look after each other that's it's all we're saying and the same thing over here in the uk you know we're starting to see the vaccine roll out as well um a lot of our elderly and vulnerable are getting those vaccines first our nhs staff are getting the vaccines early as well um you know i myself i'm i'm not i'm not expecting to get the vaccine in the next couple of months it might not be till the latter half of 2021 before i get the vaccine because i'm not somebody that's of underlying health conditions or as a vulnerable person either so i'm not expecting to get the vaccine in the next two to three maybe six months it probably could be well until around august september possibly october till i get it which is fine you know i don't mind i i can wait you know every time i go out i'm wearing a mask i keep my distance as best as possible i go to work i wear a mask when i'm in the office if i'm at my desk i'm not wearing my mask but if I'm going to be sat next to someone sorting out their issue their IT issue, I will wear my mask whilst I'm talking to them and sorting it out for them. So it's all about just being mindful and just respecting others as well at the same time because you don't know who's got it. You don't know if you've got it yourself. You don't know that you're carrying it. You might not have the symptoms, but you could be carrying it. And that is the case with some people, you know. I mean LA, for example, is reporting that one in three people within the LA County now has COVID, one in three. So this is how serious it is, people, one in three people in, in LA alone. And you're seeing, they're seeing death tolls of over 4,000 now, nearly 4,000 a day. That's, that's the death toll in, in America. We over here in the UK, we've got the highest death toll in Europe. We are now approaching 80,000 80, deaths. We have the highest death toll in Europe. It's ridiculous you know, both governments in the US and in the UK have not been, they just haven't dealt with this pandemic in the way that we that we would have hoped them to, so, but, that's where we are, so, anyway, moving swiftly on, I've got a fair bit to cover, but before I get started, um, what have I been watching recently, okay, so, there's a show on Netflix called Lupin, um, else, but otherwise known as Lupin, if you want to be in a more English version, but Lupin, it's a modern... Retelling of the gentleman burglar, known known as Arsène Lupin, and um, it stars Omar Sy. Him, he played Sunspot in um, X Men: Days of Future Past, and he was also in Jurassic World as well. Um, And he's been in other various sort of indie-related films, especially in France in particular, because he is French. Um, But yeah, he plays the lead character, and um, it starts off with him organizing the theft of this priceless necklace at the Louvre and the way that it just unfolds it's just amazing it's a brilliant show me and the missus we watched it um all, all episodes within in one night so we just binged it for the next sort of I think it was about a good three hours I think it was maybe four maybe a bit longer um but it was a great show the only bad thing about it was that it's five episodes long and it leaves you on a cliffhanger and you're sat there and you're thinking why <laughs> why would you end there but it gets you guessing it keeps you guessing it's a great show absolutely amazing so it is on Netflix but it is French um but I've watched we were watching it dubbed um I know a lot of people prefer subtitles but for me I prefer it dubbed um because I, you know, I like, I like to keep what watch what's going on and such. Um, there are some things I would watch with the subtitles on, but I think with a show like this, because there's so much going on, I prefer it dubbed. And um, yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed it. We both enjoyed it. It was just amazing, just amazing. So that's Lupin on Netflix. Um, yeah, definitely worth a watch. So. The first chapter is five episodes long. They have confirmed that there's going to be a second chapter, so I'm guessing that's another five episodes. Who knows how long it's going to go, but, um, oh, brilliant show. Absolutely brilliant. Amazing. Uh, we're still watching Orphan Black very very slowly, we're not we're not hurrying with that, uh, we watched a couple more episodes yesterday, I think we've just about almost finished season 2 um, of Orphan Black and um, it's, uh, it's really good, I'm, I'm enjoying it um, on to season 5 of The Expanse, I watched two episodes last night, um, episodes 2 and 3, I'm thoroughly enjoying that show, not following it as much as I probably should be, but it's there I'm watching it um I will see it out. I think the f- sixth season um is gonna be its last. But I think there is talk that the sixth season is gonna be the final season. So um but the reason I like the show so much is the way that the um that everything happens in space, like like the spacecraft, the spaceships and such, they travel in such a way that it's it's not like, you know, when you watch other stuff where, you know, like Star Wars or Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that where they have these warp drives, Star Trek for example, you know, they've got all these warp drives and hyperspace and hyperdrives and such, um, you know, they're sort of travelling at sort of like regular kind of space speed in that sense, uh, but they are, you know, it's, it's based where, you know, you've got Earth, you've got the Moon, you've got Mars, and then you've got something called the Belt as well, so it's all these different colonizations in that sense you know you, you you're born on mars you're essentially a martian you could be born on the moon as well and you've got people from earth so it's like they they left earth to colonize the moon and then colonize the mars as well and there's various other areas within within the solar system and the galaxy that they have you know um Colonised in that sense, so um, yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting show. Like I say, it's very 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 science fictiony in that sense. Um, yeah, it's a pretty pretty good show. So uh, well worth a watch if you if you're interested in that as well. And of course, Wonder has now started on Disney Plus, and wow, we watched the first two episodes yesterday and. I enjoyed it we, we both enjoyed it me and the missus we were laughing um, the first two episodes sort of takes you to the 50s era type sitcom of sort of like bewitched in that sense um, and it's very good it's very clever how they did that the way that it just unfolded in that sense um, you know, obviously Elizabeth Olsen back as Wanda and Paul Bettany back as Vision. And you've just got this, they're in this suburban neighborhood, they've um, just moved in, they've just got married, they've moved in and everything. And um, they've got their neighbor, Agnes, who comes to visit as well. And Vision works for a computational company. And he's basically just, you know, doing computational tasks. And he even asked one of his colleagues, he says, what is it we actually do here? And he's like, Oh, we do computational processes, like yes, but what for? What are we processing? What are we, what are we typing these numbers for? And uh, and his his manager comes out and he's basically saying, oh, you know, we've we've got dinner with you today, and this, that, and the other. Because at the start of the episode, both Wonder and Vision are trying to figure out what the date, because there's a calendar that they've got on the wall, and it's got this heart symbol over the twenty third of August on the date of the twenty third of August, and they're trying to figure out what is that, what what does that signify. And they have no idea, you know. They couldn't, they couldn't give an answer. And it wasn't until Vision goes to work that he says, "All oh, right, okay, it's Mr. Hart is his boss's name." Whereas, so Vision's thinking it's because his, the, the, his boss and his and his boss's wife are coming to dinner. But then Agnes is visiting um, Wanda at home, and basically saying, "Also, oh, it's your anniversary," and Wanda's like, "Yes, that's exactly it." So they getting their wires crossed in that sense. So this is on the first episode. I'm trying not to give too much away, but basically other things start happening and you just start to get this feeling that everything is not what it seems um where where both vision and uh wonder are staying and what is actually going on we also see to paris have I, have I said her name right? No, Tayona Paris, sorry. Tayona Paris, um, who's playing the adult Monica Rambo. She's featured in the second episode, so that's where she's introduced. Um, and she actually goes by a different name. She doesn't actually say her name is Monica in, in the second episode, she's, she, she, she's going by a different name. So um, it looks like she's in a similar situation as Wonder and Vision, where it looks like she could be trapped in this universe of some sort that they're in we don't know exactly but there's a point where we do see what's going on outside of that universe that wonder and vision are in um so there's definitely somebody controlling what's happening and whether or not Wanda realizes what is actually going on we don't know but um yeah i'm looking forward to to the next episodes now so next week would be episode 3, so they did the first two episodes yesterday um, and then it's a new episode every week after that until the 5th of March which is the season finale and then two weeks after that we're then going to see the um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier start airing on um, on Disney Plus as well, so yeah, WandaVision it's amazing, definitely give it a watch and uh, if you haven't if as long as you've avoided spoilers, good for you give it a watch, enjoy it for yourself, think take take away what you want from it there are some epic easter eggs in there um so there are definitely some easter eggs in there and hardcore marvel fans will definitely know more than i than what i what i know about marvel in the universe itself in terms of comics as well um so there are some serious easter eggs in there um in particular, a certain toaster <laughs> and a, and, a, and a watch is involved as well. There's a watch and a toaster involved, and that's all I'm going to say about those two. Um, in particular, but uh, but yeah, it's great so far, and um, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. And did you realise? I've just I've just realised somebody actually said this on Twitter yesterday that this is the first MCU content that we have gotten for nearly f- for around 590 odd days i was like has it been that long the last mcu content that we got was spider-man far from home i can't believe it's been that long it's it's crazy that the last mcu thing that we saw was spider-man far from home because obviously last year we should have had black widow um the eternals as well and um you know they should have then started the falcon and winter soldier was supposed to have aired last year on disney plus and then we were supposed to have gotten um wandavision at some point later on as well um but yeah this is where we are <laughs> so yeah but yeah i can't believe that 593 days since uh, spider-man far from home came out wow crazy it is crazy to think that. So there we go. So that's that's what's been going on. Um, like I say, yes, give One Division a watch. It's well worth it. So we're going to move on to some uh, news that has been released. Uh, first off, Peace Peacemaker, uh, the HBO Max series that uh, James Gunn has been writing. He was writing during quarantine um, when he was in between filming of the Suicide Squad and writing up the script for um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Volume Three that has now begun filming. Um, he announced that on Twitter yesterday, so Peacemaker is, is now filming as we speak. Um, Godzilla vs Kong. Now, one of the, this is one of the films that is supposed to be released simultaneously on both HBO Max and in theaters, was origi- originally supposed to be released on May 21st, 2021, which so happens to be my birthday, um, but they have now moved it forward that's right. They've moved it forward to March the 26th. So Godzilla vs Kong will now release on March the 26th on both HBO Max and theaters as well. So that's neat. I was hoping that it would be on my birthday, but nope. They've they've moved it forward, so that's going to be on uh, March 26th instead, which is good. Um, I will be posting the discussing film. Um, Link that gives you the guide of all the release for all the release dates for all the films that are due to be released this year Um, They are updating it quite regularly. So if anything does change moves forward or backwards um, They will be putting that on On their website as well Um, There's a few notables here that I've got to talk about actually quickly before I move further on so um, There's outside the wire starring um, Anthony Mackie that's on Netflix this weekend already that got released yesterday so I think me and the missus will be watching that um you've got Locked Down starring Anne Hathaway and Chiwetel Ejiofor um they are there's a film that's they are a couple living with each other in lockdown in London and um Anne Hathaway's character works at Harrods and Chiwetel's character um I can't remember what he does but they basically um they've realised that something's going down at Harrods and um, let's just say that they decide to uh, stage a heist at Harrods that's all I'm going to say about that but that looks good Uh, One Night in Miami has just been released on Amazon Prime Video that is Regina King's directorial directorial debut and it's got an impressive cast it stars um, goodness me my, my mind has just gone blank now as I'm talking about it but uh, no, it does have quite an impressive cast and one of them is Aldous Hodge, who's going to be playing um, Hawkman in um, in Black Adam. Um, but it's 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 a great, it looks like a really good film. I watched the trailer the other night and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm intrigued. I, I definitely want to watch this. Um, so it's got, the characters involved are Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Jim Brown and Sam Cooke. So yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's, it's based on a true story I've, I've not even heard about it to be honest um, this particular story involving those four um, icons in that sense um, but I am intrigued to watch the film and see exactly what it's all about so I will look forward to watching that very soon um, where was I <laughs> so yes so other films um, released this month uh, Pieces of a Woman was released on Netflix last week Um, which was starring Vanessa Kirby and um, Shia LaBeouf intense film, give it a watch I think I spoke about it last week, I must have mentioned it but yeah, it's a very good film give that a a good watch Um, what else have we got on here we've got The White Tiger it's also going to be on Netflix from next week Um, you've got The Little Things starring Denzel Washington that's going to be on January 29th on both um, HBO Max and also in in theaters as well, um, so that's that's basically for January. So I'm just reeling off the films for January. I think I think I might make this a monthly thing where um, you know I'll probably talk about in February what films are going to be released in February, and then March and so on and so forth and such as well. We know that Ray and the Last Dragon is coming out on Disney Plus as well as the theaters as well on the simultaneous release. Um, Disney Plus obviously would be will be the premiere access as well. Um, I've seen a trailer for a film called Cherry starring tom holland that's going to be out on apple tv plus in march um there's a film called malcolm and marie coming out on netflix on february 5th starring both um zendaya and um john david washington looks pretty good it's in black and white as well which is which gives it a good sort of um nostalgic kind of feel in that sense i suppose um but yeah that that does look intense it's it's a story about love or is it a story this isn't a love story it's a story about love I think is what it was is what the uh, the title the slogan was saying so that looks good as well um, so yeah so not gonna delve too much more into into more of the films that are being released but that's basically one of the lists there speaking of Netflix and their films so they released a trailer um, a week or so ago where they were showcasing their films that they're going to be releasing in twenty in 2021. No less than 71 films Netflix are releasing. And some big budget ones in, in there as well, including Red Notice, starring The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot as well. So there are some big films that are coming out. I've already mentioned, obviously, Malcolm & Marie, um that's one of their films, Outside the Wire is another one that's that's a big action piece with, um, as I mentioned with Anthony Mackey. Pieces of a Woman has already been released as well so I've mentioned those two there um, plenty others come in on Netflix and um, yeah, so that's basically at least a new film every week on Netflix so we are being spoiled by Netflix so don't think the streaming service is, is dying out because Netflix are a meaning business right now they are meaning business with their list of films that they have got coming over this next, over the next 12 months. So, strapping um, people because it's going to be one hell of a ride. is all I'm going to say. Um, so, as I, as I already mentioned, obviously, Peacemakers get released. Uh, it's being filmed, sorry. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong has now been moved up to March 26th on HBO Max and uh, theatres. Uh, we've got our first look at the Mortal Kombat film, which is also getting released on HBO Max and theatres simultaneously on April 16th um there are some interesting pictures there you've got all your usual characters on there as well um and it's been confirmed that it's going to be epically r-rated like we're going to see blood gore the full works and fatalities are going to be in there as well so um yeah i'm i'm quite intent in, interested in that and i look forward to seeing that um harry lennox has now basically confirmed everything that we already know that he is Martian Manhunter in Zack Snyder's Justice League if you didn't know that, where have you been hiding? apparently one outlet um, was tweeting to people saying all Zack Snyder fans, get ready for an exclusive and when they released the headline it just said Harry Lennox confirms he's Martian Manhunter everybody was like where have you been for the past two years? we already knew this news so yeah that's not really big news (laughs) so there we go um a bit of cw news here black mask is going to be the villain for batwoman season two and speaking of batwoman season two that starts tomorrow on the cw on the cw i can't believe it already it's really the first of the dc cw shows that's it's coming back um, so tomorrow sees the start of Batwoman season 2 um, Javicia Leslie um, as, as as Ryan Wilder becoming the new Batwoman looking forward to see how that all unfolds so yeah that's really good um, now this one's interesting um, Warner Brothers are going to submit Wonder Woman 90, 1984 for consideration for the Academy Awards including Best Picture now, I'm not saying don't consider Wonder Woman for Oscars. What I'm saying is I don't think you should consider it for all categories, including Best Picture. The reason I say that is that is I wouldn't put it down as being the Best Picture. It was an enjoyable film. It delivered in what it was doing. But I wouldn't go as far as petitioning it to be considered for every single award in there and including best picture um because other like i say they're submitting it for all awards so every single award possible best actor best actress best supporting actors best supporting actress best cinematography best director best adapted screenplay um you know as i already said best picture best costume design best film editing best score all of that now if you were going to submit a film like wonder 184 for consideration for oscars the most likely you're going to do will be best film oh sorry best film editing best costume design best score best effects and maybe best makeup in that sense Because let's not forget... um, You know... Obviously we know that Joker... Received... um, You know... Got... The... um, Was it... Was it... Best... Yeah... So... Best... Actor... Award went to Joaquin Phoenix... And... Best... Best score went to Hilda... Gudnadutte For her... Epically awesome score... For the film Joker... Um, Because... Yes... It was also... Um... Considered for all categories, and got eleven nominations, um, including best picture as well. Um, obviously, we know that Black Panther was the first comic book film to receive a best picture nomination, and well, rightly so. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Wonder Woman eighty four on the same playing field as Black Panther uh black panther was yes wonder woman itself the first film you could have put that in for all considerations including best picture but wonder woman 84 i wouldn't say would be considered best picture for me so that's in my in my mind anyway um but yeah i'm a, I'm a bit surprised at that that they want to include they put wonder woman for all categories um but hey we'll see we'll see which ones it gets nominated for if at all it gets nominated for anything but uh Hey, good luck to Warner Brothers. If that's what they want to do, then fine by me. You know, you, you put you put it out there, and you see what what um, what what comes of it. So, good for you. Kudos. That's that's fine. Um. There is some Ray Fisher stuff that I want to talk about, um, but I'm going to get onto that very soon because um, that is a big big one. Um, but I'll get to that in a moment. Um, Disney related stuff. Um, so, there's talk of whether Black Widow could go the way of Raya and the Last Dragon in that it could be released simultaneously on both Dis- Disney Plus Premiere Access and theatres. Um, because there's still uncertainty with ongoing Covid and lockdowns and such that even films like No Time to Die is looking at possibly being delayed again until at least autumn of 2021 when i say autumn i also mean fall for you people in america um so there's that possibility sony have announced that morbius um starring jared leto has now been delayed until october the 8th 2021 so still so much uncertainty of what's happening in terms of theatres and movies that we still do not know when films are going to get released um, so yeah still so much going on in that sense so we'll uh, we'll see what happens um, we don't know if the likes of say Fast 9 is still going to meet it's April 2021 release date um, you know we have no idea what's going on in that sense so still so much uncertainty so we'll see we'll see what's going on we'll, we'll see what happens um, Ethan Hawke has been cast as the villain for Moon Knight on Disney Plus so that's that Charlie Cox who plays daredevil in the TV series on Netflix has uh, has now finished filming he's wrapped filming for the third spider-man film starring Tom Holland Um, we still don't know if he's going to be returning as Daredevil for the TV side of things. Uh, Kevin Feige is saying that he's possibly considering bringing the shows back, the likes of Daredevil, Luke Cage, and, um, Jessica Jones, and possibly Iron Fist. We don't know what's really going on with those shows, because we know that essentially the rights have now gone back to Marvel for those, um, Punisher included as well, um, But yeah, we don't know what's happening in terms of Charlie Cox reprising his role on TV Um, But he has finished wrapping his scenes for the third Tom Holland starring Spider-Man film So um, be interesting to see how that one turns out as well Um, (laughs) There was talk of Chris Evans returning as Captain America in the MCU Um, Various trades released it Um, We don't know where it originated from Um, wouldn't surprise me if it was we got this covered again Um, but yeah um, we don't know where it originated from but then Chris tweeted out saying uh, news to me so he basically just debunked the rumours that he is returning as Captain America in the MCU but that being said this isn't the first time that we've seen a Hollywood actor debunk a rumour only for then for it to be confirmed at a later date so Let's just play it by ear for now as to whether or not Chris Evans may return as Captain America in a future MCU movie. Who knows? We have no idea. Deadpool is coming to the MCU and it will be R-rated. Feige has confirmed, as has Reynolds himself, so looking forward to that that'll be good so that's deadpool 3 basically yes deadpool 3 is coming to the mcu we already, we already did say that he was coming to the mcu um but yes it is now confirmed that it will be r-rated as well so there's that uh faggy has also confirmed that inter- internal talks are still ongoing as to how they're going to introduce x-men to the mcu so, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, speaking of their TV shows on Disney+, Plus, um, the MCU Disney shows, that is, including WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, What If, and She-Hulk, and such as well. Um, they're going to be released in either six episode format so that are going to be about 40 to 50, 50 minutes long um, or 10 episode formats which will be about 30 minutes long so in the case of WandaVision I think that one's just nine episodes but each episode is roughly about 30 minutes long um, and the like the Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be released in the six episode format and that's going to be each episode is going to be around about 40 to, 40 to 50 minutes long as well so that's those are the formats so I think like Seahawk for example is going to be a 10 episode format released in each episode episode in 30 minutes long um, and so we'll see how other shows will be released in whatever format they're going to be as well um, so quite an interesting mix mixture of, of, of length in terms of episodes as well um, which is really good and I'm quite pleased with that I, I like the six to ten episode format of a show because you want you want you want to see stuff you want you want things to keep you in suspense but you want to see what's happening whereas Networks shows like CW and such, you know, all these twenty twenty three type episodes runs, it's it's getting to the point of where it's like, Oh my God, just just get just get to it already. You know. Stop leaving us hanging. Um, mid season cliffhangers and then End of season cliff cliffhangers. You know, we want to we want to see a show end in like six to ten, thirteen episodes at the most. Thirteen episodes maximum. Um, anywhere between six and 13 is fine. You know, anything longer than that, it's like, geez. But because of the because of what's happened with COVID, shows like Batwoman, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and Flash, and Black Lightning. You know, we're probably only going to see, maybe somewhere between 16 to 20 episodes because we've read, they've already said that there's not going to be a crossover um, this season between Batwoman and Supergirl because COVID has prevented that um, because we would have seen that, well, by now anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, had the shows carried on as they were but um, if there weren't a pandemic we probably would have seen a crossover by now i don't then again i think they did say that it wasn't going to be a crossover this season but now they've said there's not going to be a crossover next season as well so well i say next season but it is this season because um supergirl season four is the final season uh and is it season four season five i think is the final season and that also means that we're not going to get a crossover because, like I say, Batwoman starts tomorrow. Supergirl isn't due to start until around, sort of like, the summertime. So that's also why we're not going to get a crossover between Supergirl and Batwoman. So, yeah. So that, that, that does suck. But there you go. That that is, that is the way things are, unfortunately. So there you have it. Um, right. So, Ray Fisher. So he released a statement on Twitter uh, earlier this week, just a few days ago, in fact, and I'm going to read it out to you. I have received official confirmation that Warner Brothers Pictures has decided to remove me from the cast of The Flash. I strongly disagree with their decision, but it is one that is unsurprising. Despite the misconception, Cyborg's involvement in The Flash was much larger than a cameo, and while I do mourn the lost opportunity to bring Victor Stone back to the screen, bringing awareness to the the actions of Walter Hamada, the DC Films president, um, will prove to be a much more important contribution to our world. On December 30th, 2020, I made it clear that I cannot, with a clear conscience, participate in any production associated with the current president of DC Films, Walter Hamada. The reasoning behind that declaration was twofold. One, Walter's purposeful attempt to undermine the Justice League investigation in order to protect his friend and former co-president Jeff Johns. Two, Walter's attempt to protect himself by contributing to the public dissemination of lies and misinformation about myself and the Justice League investigation in Warner Brothers Pictures' September 4th statement to the RAP. Bear in mind, Walter Hamada interfering with the Justice League investigation is a completely separate issue than the investigation itself, and while Walter's behaviour was not a point of focus for the investigation of the Justice League reshoots, his dangerous and enabling actions during the investigation process must be called to account. On July 7th, 2020, during a 57 minutes long phone call with Walter, I made multiple attempts to have him escalate my claims of misconduct against Joss Whedon, Jeff Johns and John Berg through the proper channels. Rather than escalate the situation when initially asked, Walter disparaged Joss Whedon and John Berg in an attempt to cover for Jeff Johns. When I alerted Walter that Jeff was, in fact, a major contributor to the issues experienced, including blatant racism, Walter tried, but to no avail, to get me to reveal the names of witnesses and other specifics that could be used to forewarn Jeff of the claims being brought against him. Walter even went so far as to sharply dismiss certain claims of mine as untrue because of his work experience and personal relationship with Jeff. Walter indicated that he was briefed on Joss Whedon's problematic behavior well in advance of my speaking out on July 1st, 2020. That briefing likely came, likely came, like, sorry, I'll start again. That briefing likely came from Jeff Johns, with whom Walter served as co-president of DC Films. Regardless of how he was made aware, Walter knew that there was legitimacy to my claims against Joss Whedon, yet he persisted in trying to minimise and dismiss the situation, claiming that it is a producer's job to protect the director, in quotes, and that he was looking to move beyond, also in quotes, anything to do with Zack Snyder's Justice League. It wasn't until I argued Walter, Walter Down that he agreed to escalate my claims, as asked, citing as, again in quotes, above his pay grade. Knowing that he had overstepped and that I had no intention of backing down, Walter made matters worse by making a tastelessly self-aware joke about not wanting to put him, in quotes, on Twitter about this. Well, here we are. Despite Walter's best efforts, the Justice League investigation was unable was to expose the racist coercive, discriminatory and retaliatory behaviour of Jeff Johns during his tenure with, Wal- with Warner Media's affiliates. It was also led it has also led to the more immediate parting of ways between Warner Media and Joss Whedon. While it may be legally and financially safer to quietly phase Jeff Johns out or to let Joss Whedon quote exit of his own accord, I share neither of those responsibilities my responsibilities are and have been number 1 to try to protect those that were brave enough to lend their voice to the justice league investigation number 2 to use what little power i possess to ensure that the workplace behavior exhibited during the justice league reshoots and its investigation never happens again no one in excuse me no one in any profession should have to argue with their employer for their claims of abuse, racism and discrimination to be taken up the proper chain of command. And no one in any position of leadership should attempt to dissuade those wishing to report such claims from doing so. Walter's actions have transformed this narrative from an investigation of onset misconduct in 2017 to the examination of the present-day cover-up culture of Hollywood. His contribution to Warner Brothers Pictures, September Fourth statement to the rap was false, cowardly, and reckless. I maintain that Walter Hamada is unfit for a position of leadership, and I am willing, at any point, to submit to a polygraph test to support my claims against him. I don't know how many instances of workplace abuse Walter has attempted to cover in the past, but hopefully the Justice League investigation will be the last. And if the end of my time as cyborg is the cost for helping to bring awareness and accountability to Walter Walter Hamada's actions I'll pay it gladly onward gracefully Ray and then he's put the accountability over entertainment um, symbol that he's been doing the A over E Um, and then he's put a little quote at the bottom here you reach a point in life where you simply must take a stand which is a quote taken from Marmee Till Mobley um, I don't know who that is, but uh, clearly it sounds like somebody very influential um, that that, that uh, Ray is, is aware of, but oh my god, so when he released that, his fans, Zack Snyder fans and maybe DC fans as a whole basically came out in his support. Um, there's a tweet here that says Ray Fisher is a victim of abuse, racism and gaslighting in the workplace. He shouldn't have to keep repeating the same painful story over and over. He shouldn't have to be so brave and courageous, but he is. WB gets Amanda out. Hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher. Um, there's another tweet here saying that, you know, uh, somebody saying the flash is honestly losing its appeal more and more to me. With every cast and rumor, it feels less like a Flash movie, more like a nostalgia wank fest. No mention of Casey Clemens returning amidst accusations of race of racism. Now, raised removal of Cyborg. W. P. Pictures as a, as are a joke. Uh, somebody quote tweeted that's basically saying that Rick Famuyiwa, who was um, the second director to be um, given the 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 Flash movie after um, Seth, Graham Smith, um, was one thing. Uh, then radio silence from Kiersey Clemens. Now Ray Fisher amidst allegations of racism. Difficult not to see the old Hollywood pattern here. I stand with Ray, Ray Fisher hashtag. hashtag. Uh, somebody basically saying um, what happened to Ray Fisher, even what happened to my brother. Um, this is one of the Farouki brothers. Um, Shiraz Farouki did a interview with Ray Fisher. and When that, when that interview got released... On Forbes, because that's who Shiraz was working with at the time. Um, It then got taken down, re edited. Shiraz subsequently lost his job after that. Um, So a lot of people were again calling Forbes on that as well. But well, this is Omar Faruqi, who's Shiraz's brother, basically saying what happened to Ray Fisher, even what happened to my brother, shows how broken the entire industry is about accountability and how desperately they protect the status quo. Real change is needed when you see a young black actor get fired from a role for simply highlighting abuse. Again, that was quote treated. basically saying, again, this is the biggest reason why I'm in favour of the streaming age, because the toxicity of old Hollywood and the traditional system needs to end now. Um... Another sad part to this. Uh, remember Ezra Miller's Crisis uh, cameo in Crisis on Infinite Earths. His last line: "I told Victor this was possible." So much for Anne Sarnoff's preaching about DC stories being centrally connected. Uh, another lie, it seems. Hashtag Ray Fisher. What he's talking about here. What this person's talking about here is um, Ansanov had spoken during. I think it was during CES two thousand. Uh, this CES just 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 this past week. Um, talking about how the dceu is going to be centrally connected and all the stories are coming together and everything and that there's something for everybody and um clearly that's not the case if this is what's happening with uh, ray fisher and and victor being taken off the flash entirely um the hashtag itself managed to reach roughly around 100,000 tweets as well um you know uh so many people come out and support said it here when we fought for Zack snyder's justice league we didn't do it just because we want to see a movie we fought for it because of everything that happened everything that people like kamada allowed to happen and we won't be silenced until justice is done again hashtag i stand with ray fisher um a tweet here another tweet here from one of the Faruqi brothers is zion faruki an actor of color particularly a black actor was fired after he was brave enough to speak out against workplace abuse racism and discrimination Sadly, commonplace in this industry highlighting a long history of poc being punished or silenced for speaking out against abuse um and then somebody brought back warner brothers um tweet from may 31st of 2020 after the whole george floyd um incident basically saying Somebody has to stand when others are sitting. Somebody has to speak when others are quiet. It's a quote by Brian Stevenson. Um, we stand with our black colleagues, talent, storytellers, and fans, and all affected by senseless violence. Your voices matter, your messages matter. Hashtag black lives matter. So somebody quote tweeted that saying, black actor was fired for calling out the DC Films president for enabling racism in the workplace. Apparently not all black lives matter happen, uh, black lives matter over there. Um, another tweet, a black man was just fired from a film full of mostly white cast, all because he exposes abusive and racist bosses and those that wanted to cover it up. Let that sink in. Hashtag justice for Ray. Hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher. Um, in the last month, in the last few months, Walter Hamada and WB have gaslit Ray Fisher, interfered with an abusive investigation, had hit pieces written to destroy Ray's character, removed them from the Flash film, all that effort to shut down one man from exposing abuse. Um, and then couple of other tweets here uh, before I get on to what I tweeted as well I mean bright I'm rebranding my YouTube to cover other genre films I cannot with a clear conscience be DC centric right now um, they are an embarrassment somebody else basically saying I deleted my tweet from earlier because it was it wasn't worded correctly but I will be following suit of Chris here he worded this perfect perfectly um, someone else basically saying all the goodwill and trust that Warner Media started building with fans on May 20th is being thrown in the garbage now in favour of defending old Hollywood's racist and abusive practices so much of thinking change was coming very disappointed so I then did some tweets myself Um, and I did quite quite a lengthy tweet and if you've seen this you will know exactly what it was that I tweeted and I'm going to read it out to you because I did um, sort of put them all together i think i found it yeah i have found it right here we go so um it's so it's yeah it's not not that long um so basically what i said was and this was on 13th of january so yeah that was three days ago um, so i basically said i'm proud of ray speaking out about his experiences no one regardless of race color sex or creed should have to be treated like this to be silenced to allow your abusers to continue working as if nothing happened walter and jeff Karma is coming for you and then I think I want to say you know what I'm most angry about I wanted Jeff to spearhead the DCEU after Man of Steel I wanted him to consult and help directors with their vision never would I have expected him to behave like this never when we say we want comic book writers to get involved in movies this isn't what we wanted nor expected Jeff has made many comic book writers look bad And here I was rooting for him when he was made CCO, that was created Chief Officer, for DC Entertainment. And this is how he repays that. Shame on you, Jeff, and shame on you, Walter. The Flash movie will not be the same without Ray Fisher in it. Heck, the DCEU won't be the same without Cyborg as a whole going forward. But I am glad we have Zack Snyder's Justice League to to look forward to. And here's hoping Cyborg and Ray come back in the Snyderverse in some form. So that was basically, basically my tweet about the whole thing. But like I say, so many other people have been giving their tweets as well, and talking about what what they have seen and what's been going on, and it's just an absolute, yeah, it's it's piss poor, basically. Here's a guy talking about his experience of what has been going on during the Justice League reshoots, telling people what's been going on, not having to reveal too much to begin with, but then eventually, you know, he was given you know the, the the go ahead in that sense to say okay you can say what what you would like to say in that sense um, and then yesterday he released an audio of a conversation um with Warner Media's independent investigator that occurred on December 11th um so I'll let it play i know that this is a very time consuming process and i uh, I know this has not been an easy one by any means. Um, and if ever there were any points in time where I seemed defensive or, or uh, you know, please. Ray, you've been I, a gentleman. You've been a gentleman, and I'll say you've been a man of your word. And that is what we have reported to the company, which is that you told us you would give us names. You gave us names. You told us you would meet with us on a particular day at a particular time. You never tried to reschedule it. You met us. You even gave us information after that. You've been a man of your word. You uh, are someone that we have found extremely credible. And the fact that you risked so much is part of what lends itself to your credibility. Um, and, but just also, um, you know, the facts speak for themselves. So if you've heard it, you will now... Know what was said. It was just, it was just under a minute long, as you you would have heard what, what what was said, and it it just highlights it even further. It highlights it even further of what Ray has been saying. You know, and he even says in his tweets, he said, here is a clip from my final conversation with Warner Media's independent investigator on in De- in December 11th, 2020. Hopefully it lends itself to the truth of the investigation. And to the credibility of my current claims against Walter Hamada's dangerous behavior, you know, so many people out there are debunking what Ray has been saying. I've seen it on on Reddit. You know, somebody posted what what um, you know what Ray said a few days ago when he said he'd been taken off. The, the flash film people saying oh well what did you expect you you start talking crap about these people what do you think was going to happen you he's a nobody he, he, he what why why should he say say stuff like that without no evidence and it's like you do you realise the guy was treated like crap because of what, what of of his skin colour that he was racially abused and you're here defending the likes of Jeff Johns and Warner Brothers that oh well he had it coming no They've got it coming. They're the ones that have got it coming. Jeff Johns, Walter Walter Hamada, John Berg, Josh Whedon, they're the ones that have got it coming. Not Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher should not have to be persecuted for this. He is trying to expose the abuse and the the, the the harassment that is going on behind the scenes. That's what he's doing. But you're just happily just to turn a blind eye and be like, Well, I'm all here for the entertainment. I'm here to watch a film, I'm here to read a comic book and this, that, like, the other. We look. Here's what I'm going to say. Right. I'm not going to actively boycott the films. So I'm not going to I'm not going to turn around and say well I'm not going to stop watching The Flash just because Of what's happened because at the end of the day if you boycott it you're boycotting what other people are are working on these are other people's works as well it's not just ray fisher as well these are other other cast members and crew members as well it is not their fault that all this is happening this is not none of their fault whatsoever so um yeah i mean what i said last week was you know the only dceu movie i've got in physical form is man of steel I don't have Batman v Superman, I don't have Wonder Woman, I don't have Suicide Squad, you know, and I've already said that I'm not going to get those until we've released, until the A cut of Suicide Squad has been released. When I know that that's going to get released and there's a physical form for that, as well as a physical form for Zack Snyder's Justice League, then I will start collecting the rest as well. and at the same time, today, sixteenth of January, uh, there is the hashtag going out, going out right now, hashtag campaign on Twitter right now, for release the air cut. So um, if you haven't already done it, please do it. Um, so yeah, this this stuff with Ray Fisher is just incredible. I cannot believe that this is this is what's been unfolding. Um, but like I say, who knows what's going to happen? Um, Ray's already got work coming up. As I say, he's um, it's called Woman Women of the Movement and that's going to be on ABC, so he, that's already a work that he's got, and obviously he's still got theatre as well, and other other bits and pieces here and there, so, you know, him no longer being cyborg, at least in the, on the big screen front in terms of DCEU, you know, con- con- continuation, um, then that's the risk he's taken, um, but who knows, maybe Zack Snyder may, be, may decide to say, you know what, Let's continue with my Snyderverse, and I'm going to keep it all on HBO Max, and I want Ray Fisher back as Cyborg. Brilliant. Go for it. You know, Because Zack Snyder is somebody who doesn't discriminate. He does not discriminate. If he sees something bad happening, he will call it out. He's already... Army of the Dead, for example. So Army of the Dead was one of the films that Netflix um, showcased as this part of their sizzle reel for 2021. Army of the Dead, they've already shown some some clips of that. Um, you've got Tig Notaro... Who's in the Who's the lead character? Who plays the lead character in that film? She replaced one chap, who um, was found guilty of sexual assault. Zack Snyder replaced him with Tig. He was having none of that. He's not going to have somebody who's doing stuff like that on his on his set on his in his films. He promptly recasted that that guy. You know, um, it's like, yeah, sorry, I don't want you. You're not the type of person that I should have represented in my film that's how you account that's how you do accountability that's how you get rid of people like that you basically say yeah no thanks I don't want you you've been found guilty of this this is these are the charges being brought against you these are the allegations being brought against you I'm not having that on my set I'm not having that in my film I don't want somebody representing me in that way and that's what Ray Fisher is trying to expose that there are enablers out there in old Hollywood that needs to go, that needs that need to be eradicated, need to be removed. It's like what's happened with Trump. You've got all these white supremacists storming the Capitol, saying we want to take our country back. It was, wasn't your country to begin with. You, you stole it. You know, all of this stuff that's going on. And for Warners to say that they support black voices and black talents and such, And then you're doing this to ray fisher you can't you can't have it both ways eradicate these these people that are enabling harassment and abuse under your noses because it shouldn't be happening so i even sent out a tweet um short not long after um a bait where i basically said that i call upon um ava duvernay um jordan peel John Boyega and um, and Michael B Jordan to read the statement below from a fellow actor of color and demand serious change within the ranks of WB and other studios in Hollywood. This has gone on for 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 too long. Please retweet and tag others, and I put hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher as well. Because it's just it's mind boggling. It really is. It's absolutely mind boggling that this is happening. All Ray is doing is just trying to expose the bad things happening in Hollywood. That's all he's doing, and this is how he's treated. So, yeah, just unbelievable, unbelievable. And Warner Media, they, they, there was a uh, statement sort of like released the day after, where they basically say that you know Warner Media stands by Walter Hamada after new Ray Fisher accusations. Um, I'm not going to read the article, but I'll. I'll put the link for the article and you can have a read of it yourself and take from it what you will but um yeah change change needs to happen and change needs to happen soon that's basically all i'm going to say so anyway, let's continue on and we'll we'll round things off now um with some quick fire stuff um so with some more netflix stuff coming <laughs> um, emma thompson um our illustrious british thespian um award-winning act actress has been in Love Actually as well. Um, she's been cast to play Miss Trunchbull in the Matilda film on Netflix. So I mentioned last week how Lashana Lynch is going to be, is been cast as Miss Honey. Well, we now have our Miss Trunchbull for the film so um, yeah that's Emma Thompson which is awesome Um, Gal Gadot's movie Heart of Spies which has been dubbed as the female version of 007 um, that's now being developed at Netflix so that's that's underway Um, Gwendolyn Christie um, Captain Phasma from Star Wars and also and she's also obviously been in Game of Thrones um, has been cast in the Netflix series The Sandman we don't know who she's going to play as just yet but that's 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 her cast in that series which is good. Uh, Patrick Dempsey has now confirmed, well is is confirmed as to be returning in the sequel to Enchanted alongside Amy Adams the sequel called Disenchanted for Disney Plus, so that's that's that and been announced season four of star trek discovery has now been confirmed i did say last week whether i wasn't sure if season three was the last of the if there was going to be a season four but it has now been confirmed cbs themselves have confirmed that yes we are returning for a fourth season of star trek discovery look forward to seeing that on netflix um because we get it on netflix here in the uk um i already mentioned obviously that netflix has showcased all their movies for 2021 um so if you've seen season two of The Umbrella Academy, um, spoiler alert, you will know that the final episode of season two showcased um, when when the Umbrella Academy returned to their current timeline from the past. They found that their father had already um, got a new family, a new set of children known as the Sparrow, and they've all been cast for season three of. The umbrella academy so we now have our cast for um for for, for for who's going to be the sparrow and among them are um goodness me sorry i'm just scrolling down you know i, I don't have these things ready available straight away for you guys so again apologies as i'm just just rolling through everything <laughs> yeah, God, I do suck. Um, so who have we got? So we have Justin Cornwell. We've got Justin H. Min, Brittany Oldford, Jake Epstein, um, Genesis Rodriguez, Kazi David, and this is where this is this is where it gets interesting. Uh, somebody called CG Cube have been cast as the members of, of of the Sparrow. Now, as I was looking at this, I was thinking, oh wow, that's an interesting cast. And then they they're showing the pictures of all the cast members. And the final cast is the final cast member known as CG Cube is literally a picture of a cube, and I was just like, I see what you did there. <laughs> okay, that's that's good. Very clever. Very good clever play on the words there, CG Cube, and it's literally a picture of a cube. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that that's the uh, those those are the cast members of the Sparrow, and obviously Justin H Min who played Ben um, in in the Umbrella Academy, who's, um, who's the original Umbrella Academy. Um, he's now in the Sparrow. So, um, interesting to see exactly how that unfolds, but uh, I like the cast, a very diverse cast as well. You've got a black guy, uh, and also what looks like an, a, a black lady as well, and obviously Justin H. Min is Asian. And um, yeah, so very, very good diverse cast. So, three, three boys, three, females as well so that's good it's it's good to see such a such a range as well so that, that's the Umbrella Academy season 3 and that's the Sparrow team um, Ben Affleck has done a podcast um, and there's actually an article of his uh, an article on Hollywood Reporter um, known as Awards Chatter um, and he um, went on he's been he's done a chat about you know obviously stuff about that's been going on with him reflecting on his career um, his highs with his breakthrough Oscar with Matt Damon um, you know when he also won Oscar for Argo as well um, you know his lows you know splitting up with Jennifer Garner struggling with alcoholism al- alcohol being an alcoholic as well and um, and all sorts as well, and uh, but there's a bit here where he talks about obviously Justice League and why he became Batman and he basically says, you know what, he says it here that I did Batman because I wanted to do it for my kids Um, you know I wanted to do something that my son would dig I mean my kids didn't see Argo Zack Snyder wanted to do a version of the Frank Miller Dark Knight graphic novel series which is a really good version of that unfortunately there are a lot of reasons why things go the way they do in the movie business and just because your face is on the poster doesn't mean that you're dictating all of those things and even if you were they would go well that they would go well he then adds that you know I wore the suit to my son's birthday party which was worth every moment of suffering on Justice League he goes on to say how he started drinking too much around the time of justice league um finding things hard to to confront and face to deal with as well he has been sober for a while he does feel really good he's as healthy and as good as he's ever felt um i believe he's now dating Anna de armas um i think i think they're engaged as well Um, but obviously he's got three kids with jennifer garner and he's i think i think he stayed friends with her as well um but he's going on about how you know um process of recovering from alcoholism has been really instructive and that he thinks is great for people who aren't alcoholics you know like be honest have integrity take accountability help other people all these good set of things that teach you and you know how it's taken him a little while to get to it yes he's had a few slips like most people but he does feel good Um, he then then goes on to add if you knew how many actors and directors and writers were alcoholics or compulsive in some way I mean it's the most ordinary thing in the world in Hollywood Um, I've worked with actors who showed up drunk and that was not me I drank like alone in my living room and just passed out like with scotch But I got sober, so you know he does talk about the struggles that he went through and what how it affected him in terms of his work and his personal life as well. Um, You know how he was cast as Batman in Zack Snyder's uh, Batman v Superman as well. How he was starting to see things turning a corner and suddenly he gets cast as batman it's like oh did you really need money that badly and stuff like that and how batman v superman was received in terms of reviews and critics and rotten tomatoes and all that stuff same as suicide squad and there's obviously subsequently justice league as well so but yeah that's ben affleck just basically going on record about what's happened with him where he is at the moment and how life is treating him and such as well so um I'm just glad that he is um, in a much better position um, than he was and I hope we do see more of him mainly hopefully as Batman in some capacity whether that's through obviously Zack Snyder's Justice League or on you know a separate HBO Max series that people are asking for you know they want a Batfleck Batman series or film to be on, on HBO Max in some capacity so we'll see. But anyway, um, that's it from me. That's everything I believe. So, thank you very much for listening. Um, I will be posting some of these articles on on the show notes, so you can have a have a link, have a leak have a look through them as well, and read through them. And as I say, um, the whole Ray Fisher thing. Um, goodness me, um, see how that unfolds. Um, who knows what's going to happen? Um, just briefly on that one, a lot of you would have seen that i've changed my description to my um podcast um um bio and um it no longer states dc comics anymore and i did this before the whole thing statement from ray fisher came out i've now states i've now got it as just saying Welcome to my past podcast. Here's where I will talk all things comic book related in terms of movies, TV shows, comics, and some real life stuff. Maybe even a review here or there. Either way, I hope you stick around. Whereas previously I had said it was going to be based mainly DC comic stuff, but that isn't the case in, in this in anymore. Anyway, I don't just talk about DC comics related stuff now. I talk about a broad range of things, as as you've heard anyway, as you do hear from me as well. So um, so yeah, so that's where we're at, and yeah. But again, once again, I want to say thank you all very much for listening and um, I shall see speak to you again very soon. Enjoy your weekend. Continue to stay safe. Biden gets inaugurated next Wednesday. Cannot wait. America, you're turning a corner. Light is at the end of the tunnel. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Social distance. Look after each other. And most importantly, look after yourselves. Goodbye.